Welcome to Remnant Christian Center's podcast. We hope you're encouraged by this message. Galatians chapter 5, verse 7 through 10. And then we're going to jump to 1 Corinthians 5, 6 through 7. Now I want, well, I'm going to be reading from the New King James Version. Look what, look what Paul the Apostle told the Galatians. Are you ready to receive? So watch. So I'll probably go to 12, 10, 12, 15 today. He said, you ran well. Who hindered you? Now I want you to see this from a principal standpoint. Who hindered you from obeying the truth? This persuasion does not come from him who calls you. Now watch this. A little leaven leavens the whole lump. Say that with me. A little leaven leavens the whole lump. I have confidence in you, in the Lord, that you will have no other mind, but he who troubles you shall bear his judgment, whoever he is. Paul is talking about people in that environment, in that, in that church environment, that were um, having the, the, the effect of leaven on the relationships. And I'll tell you what leaven is, is about. 1 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 6 is up there on your screen. Verse 7, it says, your glory is not good. Do you not know that a little leaven leavens the whole lump? Therefore, purge out the old leaven that you may be a new lump, since you truly are unleavened, for indeed Christ our Passover was sacrificed. Can I hear an amen? Let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you for your word. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for opening our eyes, for speaking to us this morning, Lord God, on areas that we need further healing and areas that we need to know to continue to make decisions so that your life, the life of God, continue to flow in us with power in Jesus' name. And everyone said? So the process of leaven is a yeast. Now, yeast, if you guys know, I don't know how to cook, but uh, yeast and leaven uh, is a process, is, is a spreading agent, and it spreads fast. So yeast spreads fast in dough when you put it in a dough, and it causes all the bread to rise. Yeast is a do- has a dominating effect to it. I'm going to hear, hear this from prophetic eyes. Yeast in the natural has a dominating effect powerful spreading agent to it. And in the same principle as yeast is to bread, the same principle is applied to certain types of environments and even relationships that we are in. The same principle of yeast, that's why Paul was not talking about get rid of yeast in your diet, even though that's probably good for you. He wasn't talking about that in Corinthians, nor was he talking about that in Galatians. He was talking about identifying the agents in the environments that you're in and the relationships that you're in that has a domineering effect on your spirit and your soul to try to dominate you. And bring you further away from the Lord. And, and you, so I have to say this. Because there are some times in our lives that an environment that's good or a relationship. When I say relationship, doesn't mean romantic. I'm not excluding romantic. But it could be a work uh, relationship. It could, be a, uh, it could be a family dynamic relationship. It could be a best friend or friends dynamic. It could be obviously a romantic relationship. It could be, uh, unfortunately, a ministry relationship. Whatever that relationship is, sometimes if your heart is not healed, it will develop levels of toxicity in that relationship. And we need to realize that those things that are in our lives will suck the very life out of you and suck the joy out of you. If you've ever been in a toxic relationship, if you've ever been in a toxic environment 
where you feel choked spiritually all the time, that you can't do anything right continually, then what happens is it sucks the life out of you and it sucks the joy out of you. Now, I want to have a disclaimer. Here's a disclaimer. Everybody say disclaimer. There are, because this is important. There are some types of relationships in our lives that we need at all costs to maintain, even endure hardship, even endure hardship to keep it together, like what I call covenant relationships. Covenant relationships like marriages, come on, I'm not, see, I'm going to address this. When you are in a covenant relationship in marriage, the Lord wants you to endure some things sometimes that are not fair to you for the sake of not breaking covenant, right? But, but, but the, the, the Bible is clear that the, what he gives for, for people that are in covenant relationships in marriage is if there's adultery or infidelity, then he says, other than that, you need to stay. Now, there's other areas that you need to work on, sure. There's other things that you need to do that are wise, sure. But I want to bring a disclaimer because there's some relationships that we need to contend for to stay and keep even though there's pain, like a covenant relationship of marriage, covenant relationship with your kids. Come on, you just can't throw your kids away. Just because they're having some bad uh, problems, just because they're having some rebellious seasons in their life, that doesn't mean that you identify that as toxic and, mo and remove them from your life. There's other areas in your life that you and I need to contend and sometimes endure for the sake of healing uh, um, and, and staying together, okay? So I want to I say that because, but there are some relationships or environments in our lives that have elements of of slow poison in them that we need to be able to identify because a lot of times when we seek of healing relationships, we're only talking about you forgive the person, you bless the person. We talked about that. You love on them. But there are times where you have to move on. And I want to say this. Let me say this. This is an important thing. There are some times that you and I have to move on from certain dynamics, not because it's toxic, because it served its purpose in this season in your life. Come on, don't make me preach real good here. In other words, there are some times, let me move this pumpkin just a little bit this way. Thank you. Jesus. There are some times that there are relationships in your life that are not close to you anymore, and they come to a closure, come on, amen, in your life, because there was a season that it was their purpose, and you have to identify the season of why certain relationships or work relationships or uh, friendship relationships or certain family relationships were close at one time and may not be close. That does not mean that there's a lot of toxicity in there. It just means there's a season where you mutually help each other in the things of God, and God allowed those people or you to be in their lives for a mutual help in that season. So to help you understand uh, and not take it personally when it comes to relationships is to understand the purpose and the season for every relationship. Don't take it personal when something is somebody is with you or, or, or you're in a job in a certain season and then you move on. And it's not because you're toxic or they're toxic, and most of the time it's just a timing issue with the Lord. So I want to I be able to backdrop that so you won't think that it's just okay at every sign of trouble or every sign that you, you're, you're feeling bothered that you take things personally and move on. But I'm here to tell you there is a biblical moving on from dynamics that are choking you spiritually and emotionally without hating the other person. Come on. You have to realize, even Jesus said, if your right hand is causing you to sin, cut it off. Now, he's not talking about physically cutting off your right hand. 
He's causing a principle to happen that there's things in our life that we are holding on to that it's okay. Watch this. Watch this. You can still love someone with all your heart, with the love of Jesus, but they don't have to be in your inner space like they used to be. Oh. You can still love people with all your heart like Jesus loved them, but they don't have to occupy the inner space or inner circle that they once occupied in your life. Why? Because maybe there's things changed for a season, or just maybe there has been levels of toxicity that didn't exist before, and you just have to make a decision to keep on loving them but not having, allowing them to influence your life. You determine how close freedom is and how close poison is to you. Can I hear an amen? So we can't take it personal when sometimes when it's God's will for certain relationships to move on, for certain dynamics to move on. If we don't understand that, we will spend years figuring out why am I not close with this person? Why am I not at this work anymore? Why am I not best friends with this person? Why didn't this work out? You have to figure out that sometimes it's God's will for people to be in your life for a season, to serve a purpose in your destiny for that season. And when that season is over, that means God is bringing other people to you and other people to them to fulfill the destinies in their lives. If we don't know that, we will walk around saying why to everything, and we'll be offended with God, offended with people, and we'll take it personally, and then we start getting, needing to get healed when actually God is saying, no, it's okay. Both of you are okay. It's just you serve your purpose. Now it's time to move on. Now, I'm not talking about marriage. Now, don't get it twisted. I know some people there that may have marriage problems say, oh, great, I'm going to take this message and run. No. I'm, talk, I'm not talking about covenantal relationships. I'm talking about relationships like friends, jobs, uh, relationships with friends, even uh, sometimes certain family members. Do you know that you don't have to disown your family member, but you don't have to give them access to your heart? You say, wait a minute, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. That's rude. No, it's not. Jesus was preaching, and he said, hey, Jesus, your mom is outside. Your mom is outside. He goes, who's my mom? Who's my father? Who's my, who, who's my brother? He who does the will of God. If I did that to my mom, I get a chancleta on my head. What did you say? You better come over here right now. But Jesus, Jesus wasn't saying, you know what? I don't care about my mom. See, that's not what we think. No, no, no. He's saying, no, right now I'm the son of God. And I'm operating in this, and there's a time for everything. Do you hear me now? Do you hear me now? Because I'm going to set you free because some, some of you are in environments that you feel guilty leaving. Or people have left you and you don't realize and you're taking it personal and maybe it's God's will. Maybe it's things that you have to identify. Listen, we have to identify where and how to exert our energies and our strength and our time in certain environments and relationships because sometimes we don't get that reciprocated back to us. Can I hear an amen? And so what I'm here to tell you is, is that there are times when you have to biblically identify levels of toxicity in our relationships, in our, even in our ministries. If I could be honest, if you're not careful, you will, you'll, be, you'll be forced to do something in your spirit that you don't want to do because you feel that there's areas in your life that's not addressed or in the, in, 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 the, in the job, in the business, in your family. And so we be quiet. 
And so I want you to put that first slide up there, Zach. I want you to put that first slide up there. We need to know, and you can take a picture of this if you want, how to recognize signs of toxic, I want to say environments also, and relationships, and move on without hating the other person. I'm going to say that again. We need to know how to recognize signs of toxic relationships or environments and move on without hating the other person. Can I hear an amen? So once we determine that there's some good relationships that we need to move on, like the call of because it's the call of God in someone's life, right? When, when the call of God is exploding in someone's life and they move from the from the sphere of closeness that you you need to let them go because they're they're trying to fulfill the call of God in their life. If they're going to a, a college or they're going to a university, let's not hold them back because we we want that relationship so bad that we actually stop the will of God for their life and their future. Can I hear an amen? So when people graduate to fulfill the call of God in their life, it doesn't mean that they don't love you. Come on, Holy Ghost, preach. It's because you're letting them fly, spreading their wings and fly, and we've got to be, be careful not to misconstrued their leaving for the call of God as they don't like me. Because if not, we'll hold every, every person to a, a, what we eventually come a toxic environment. Can I hear an Amen. And so I want, to, I want you to show this, uh, this next screen, the Webster Dictionary. Look at what the Webster Dictionary defines as toxic. If you're old-fashioned like me, you could write notes down. If not, you could just take a picture of that. <laughs> All right? Look at, what, look at the Webster Dictionary defines as toxic. Are you getting something so far? I'm just laying a foundation, so I've got to hurry. It, so the Webster Dictionary defines toxic as, now I want to pause and say this. When I'm preaching this, please don't take any of this personal. If you do, then there's, that's an area that you need healing from. That's just a sign. I'll be honest. If you're, if you're mad while I'm preaching this and you think that I'm, I'm speaking at you, you are not healed fully. Because I'm not aiming at nobody. I'm trying to actually set you free to identify some areas in your life that you need to identify as toxic. Can I hear an amen? All right. So the Webster Dictionary defines toxic as containing poison or being poisonous, especially when capable of causing death or serious debilitation. Extremely harsh, malicious, or harmful. This is what the, the, the Webster Dictionary describes as toxic, which is, means containing poison or being poisonous, especially when capable of causing death, or in this case, emotional death, sometimes spiritual death, serious debilitation, extremely harsh, malicious, or harmful. Now, I want to pause and say this. That doesn't mean that God is seeking for perfection. No. What this is saying is if this is constantly a reality, 99.9% or 99% of the time when you are in a particular environment, if this is the feeling, then chances are that relationship dynamic is evolving with a lot of toxicity in it and you got to do something. If you were to find out that you were drinking poison, would you continue to drink it? Do you know that rat poison is 10% strychnine poison and 90% water, yet it's the 10% that kills you? Don't make me preach this good. It's the 10% that kills you. 90% is edible water. But if you just say, well, it's 90% water, 10% strychnine poison, so I, it's not that bad. If you drink rat poison, you're going to die. But, you, what, what, but you're not being harsh or mean to the bottle if you say, I'm going to stop drinking you. You're just protecting your own heart. 
You're, you're protecting your own body. And so why do I say this? Because and this is not going to be on your notes, but you can write this down. I wrote this down. Whenever you and I are in a toxic environment, how many have been in a job that's been toxic? How many have been in a relationship that sometimes has been toxic? Suffocating. You can never do anything right all the time. I'm not talking about sometimes. I'm talking about all the time, all right? Uh, in, 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 your, in your family, okay? And God forbid, in a ministry, we don't want that to be included in ministry. But unfortunately, it does, okay? Now watch. Whenever it, Here's a little sign. I'm going to give you some signs, and I'm going to give you a lot of signs. But before I give you the signs, I call it the four Ds. It's not going to be on there. It's just something that I just felt uh, while I was praying a couple weeks ago. When uh, uh, Some signs or some little hints that you're in an environment that is not healthy for your soul, you feel the four Ds. Everybody say four Ds. This is what I wrote down. You feel drained, discouraged, defeated, and depressed. Think about this. Think about this. If every time you leave a certain relationship, I'm preaching better than you're saying amen. If every time you leave a certain environment, you always, I'm not talking about sometimes, occasionally, you always tend to feel drained. You always tend out, out of that engagement at work or with family or with friends or in a courting situation or whatever it may be, if you're constantly in the corporate world, if you're constantly feeling drained, if you're constantly feeling discouraged, if you're constantly feeling defeated, if you're constantly feeling depressed, then chances are you are in an environment that has developed toxicity and poison and you need to make way out. I'm speaking boldly because a lot of people in the name of love stay in toxic environments and stay bound. It's not healthy for you to engage with someone, and every single time you hang up the phone with that person, every time you engage in conversation with that person, every time you hang out with that person, you leave more depressed than you went when, before you came in. That's not healthy. When you feel defeated and depressed and like you can't do anything right, you, my friend, are in a toxic relationship. Or in a toxic environment. And so you have to realize that these are the areas where we're going to identify. So let's put that next screen. We're going to identify some signs. Are you ready with me? We're going to identify some signs of, a, of toxicity in environments, in your life, in your relationships, in your family. And everyone said? Amen. Here's some realities and signs of being in a toxic or harmful relationship that we need to make moves. I said it before, I said it again. Don't just stand there. Bust a move. The first one, the first sign, now there's many, but the first sign, look it up there, the first sign that you may be, <laughs> the first sign that you may be in a toxic environment or toxic relationship, look at this, is when you are with people of toxicity, you tend to feel less or lower about yourself most of the time. Every time you talk to somebody, they're always saying to you how bad things are and how low you are, and it makes you always feel that. Now, I want to pause and say this. You have the responsibility to grow in the Lord and not succumb to everything that everybody says. There's a balance, obviously, but you just can't say, well, he makes me feel this way, or you make me feel, no, there needs to be a part of the word. But when you're doing things the right way, and you're trying to stand on, and you always feel lower about yourself, when you're in an environment, then guess what? That is a toxic environment. 
It is not healthy for you and I to be in a place where we feel constantly less or lower. About Listen, my goal as, as, as a pastor is when you leave this place, you'll be encouraged and feel healed. Now, will you feel convicted sometimes? Yes. Don't confuse conviction with judgment. Oh, my God. Uh, he's judging me. No, you, maybe you're just being convicted about your own lifestyle, and maybe you don't like it. Don't call that toxic. Don't call conviction toxic. Now, if it's this, man, you guys are no good. You never show up on time. Then that's, that's a toxic thing. Man, I can't believe, RCC, you guys, are not, you guys are not even appreciative of all the stuff we do. That's toxic. But if it's turned from your, from your laziness or, or turn to the Lord, that's not toxic. That's conviction. Correction is always included in that. So toxic, toxicity, in, I'm helping you, in a work environment, in a family environment, if you're always feeling less, you got to do something about it. Don't wait for them to do something about it. You need your own freedom, and you can still love them, but they may not be in your inner circle. Let me tell you, Jesus had 12 disciples, but he met with three. He met with two on the mountain up there. He, he met with three up there. He had a three inner circle. He had Peter, James, and John. He didn't love them more, but he allowed them closer to him. Could you imagine Jesus coming up and saying, you, you and you, come up here. The rest of you guys, you stay there. There's a certain reason why Jesus picked those inner circle. And then out of those three, he had one, John, the beloved, who put his, his head on his chest. Look at the second sign to see if you're in a toxic environment. You spend a lot of time, everybody uh, highlight that word, worrying about pleasing someone else and how they will respond to you. Oh, I'm preaching good because no one's saying amen. I don't know if you're mad at me or just the sword is coming out. <laughs> the, listen, number two, you spend a lot of time worrying about pleasing someone else and how they will respond. You know that fear is the root of worry, anxiety, we try to chop off all these things, but fear is actually the, 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 the mother that's giving out babies to anxiety, to worry, yeah, 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 to insecurity. If you feel insecure all the time when you're around someone and they're not lifting you up or they're continuing demeaning you or you're worrying about how they will respond and you're never going to know what storm to expect when you tell them something, there's a storm coming and you always have to walk on eggshells with these type of people, then that is a toxic reality. If you're trying to talk to someone and in your mind you're saying, oh, no, I can't, I don't want to do, I don't want to, I don't want to talk to this person because I'm always worried about how they're going to lash out when I say something that's on my heart. That's not healthy. Can I, can I hear an amen? Now, I want to say this. You have, you have your own responsibility not to be a people pleaser either. Come on, say Amen. <laughs> You just can't be like, oh, well, I just get No, no, no. You have your responsibility to not walk in the fear of man or be a people pleaser. But once you have that out of the way and you are continually worried, worried about, oh, my God, if I address this about to this person, they're going to blow up. And I if you constantly have to, come on, I'm preaching good here. If you constantly have to walk on eggshells because you don't know if that person is going to have a bad day and just spear everything, that is a toxic reality. And I tell you, if you younger people or older people, if you're courting and you're not married and you see this constantly in your relationship, that's not a good sign. 
if you're worried about them always, if you're always trying to please them for the sake of them not blowing up, then there is a problem. These type of people that get easily offended with everything. Ruth was talking about that. Hey, you know, I don't think you need that. What were you trying to mean? It's like if you, if you say, hey, hey, you want a donut? What, you think, you think I'm fat now? You think I'm... What? Hey, I think you should just go over here and not over there. Why? Am I not, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not good enough? People that you have to worry a lot about for not offending them is because they need healing too. But if you don't do something about it, Jesus, let me tell you something. The Bible says Jesus did not open his heart to men because he knew the hearts of men. He didn't just say everything. He was very careful. That's why the Bible says, be swift to hear. Come on now. Slow to speak. The American church is opposite. We're slow to hear and swift to speak. We're like, hey, yeah, but hey, no, no, that's not how I am, though. Listening is when you're able to listen without formulating a response before the person ends their conversation. It's like they start saying something, and you're like, oh, I'm going to get them right now. No, no. No, 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 you're wrong. No, no. That's not how, no, no, that's not how it's. Th- no. Come on, say amen. The fact is, guys, that toxic relationships are stressful, and they bring anxiety. If you're in a toxic environment all the time, in your, and even in your school, if it brings anxiety, that's not healthy. There needs to be something that you need to address. Can I hear an amen? Am I speaking to somebody here? It's not healthy. It's time to identify toxic things in our life and do something about it. You spend all the time worrying or being anxious. That's not healthy. Now, look at number three. Look at number three. This is somewhere where I'm going to give you some scriptures. A toxic relationship has, oh, come on, man, negativity involved the majority of the time. And you feel like you can't do anything right. Let, listen, please, 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 let this if, this, if the shoe fits, wear it. Don't get mad at me. I actually did some study on this. I didn't get this on my own. There's some doctors and did that, that actually identify these things, and I was able to supplement my studies with some of my research. So this does not come from me, okay? This comes from doctors and psychologists who have studied behavior patterns in people's life. And you're in a toxic environment, whether it's with a family, whether it's at work, whether it's at a school, whether it's your best friend, whether it's your courting relationship. If there's negativity involved every single time, if they're spending more time saying, no, you can't do that. You can't do that, right? No, that's not the way to do things. No, that's not what you're always doing things wrong. No, that's not the way to do it. No, but you're, you're missing it this way. If it's always negative and you feel like you can't do anything right, it's time to move on from that dynamic. Watch, watch. If it's like in this type of if this type of behavior, if you get a promotion, now I'm exaggerating a little bit. If you get a promotion in this type of environment, in this type of toxic environment, if you get a promotion, you'll get accused of not valuing family enough. You get a you get a promotion at work. Well, the, well, that's fine because that's because you work so much. Well, if you don't get a promotion, promotion, well, that's because you're not working hard enough. You're lazy. Or if you desire to do something that the Lord calls you to do and you feel that the Lord tells you to do it, no, that's not the way you should do it. That's not, that's not how you should do it. You have to give yourself the ability to make choices and decisions without saying, is it okay with you? I want to get counsel, but sometimes you have to realize this is how the Lord wants me to do this. Come on. I'm not getting any amens here. Now, I want to say this. 
sometimes without you knowing it, the toxicity in the relationship could start with you. Sometimes you have to check yourself because sometimes you may be developing some areas of poison or toxicity because of your own hurt and your own offense that you'll start acting out in an environment that's healthy and you'll be the one who becomes toxic without even knowing it. Can I hear an amen? At the end of the day, people that are toxic are, are people that just need healing. And so what you need to understand is uh, I love Job. How many of you have read the book of Job? Job was, it's not Job, it's Job. Job had, a, had three famous friends. Now, 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 we all have these type of friends. Look at me. Zoom close to me, guys, with your, with your eyes. We all have these type of family relationships. We all have these type of advisors that swear they're doing God's justice by pinpointing all the negative stuff and being uh, uh, so, um, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Critical, that is it, of everything you do, all in the name of discernment, that has actually become toxic because a toxic person thrives on power. As long as they have power over you, they will thrive. As long as a situation has power over you, it, they'll, they'll thrive. So what, what happens is when a, Job had these three friends that they were Christian friends, and when he was going through affliction, how many times are you going through stuff and you get every, that, 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 that toxic environment? Oh, it's because, you, it's because you're not tithing. That's why you're broke. Oh, that's because, you know, it's because the way you're doing this, you know, it's not right. God's, God's judging you right now. You're going to be a year of, of discipline and pow, pow and no grace for you. I mean, it's like, it's like, and then we believe that. We're like, oh, my God, maybe God has abandoned me. How many felt that? Maybe God has left me. We convince, if we hear other people saying, you know what? God has left you. The favor of God has left you because you've done, he's had so many times of mercy over you, and it's not. Look at this. Look at this. If, it's, if you're in an environment where there's constant negativity and you feel like you can't do anything right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lovingly say it's time to move on. It's time to make a decision in your friendship and, see, listen, still love them, but don't give them access to your emotions. Come on, don't give them access to your mind. Don't give them access to your heart. Oh, I feel like running around the church. Job had three friends. Say three. I'm not going to pronounce their name because they're <laughs> Ilfaz, Bildad, and Zophar. All right? And they were, they, were, they were known for giving lengthy speeches on how bad Job was. Can I say something? Look at me, guys. God told Satan, I allow you to afflict my servant because I'm going to show the world his character through the trials, through the tribulations. And yes, he's, he, you could touch him, but don't touch his life. So guess what happened to faithful Job? He got boils all over his body. He got sickness all over his body. He was a rich man. All his sheep and all his plunder, all his livestock got burned. And if you read the story, it all happened at the same time. Some messenger said, came and said, hey, all your sheep are gone. And while he's getting that news, another messenger said, hey, your whole house is gone. It's all burned down. And then when, when he's getting that, it's, it's in Job 1. It's all there. When he's getting all, imagine getting news like that back to back to back to back. And then on top of it off, he says, your, your, your kids, they died in the, in, in, the, in the storm. They're all dead. You know what Job says? 
the Lord gives and the Lord takes away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Now watch. Because Job was suffering, come on, I'm preaching good now, through trials, his Christian toxic friends started seeing his condition and, I, and coming to the conclusion that he did something wrong and said that he needed to repent. Read it. It's like, Job, you must be sinning because you were rich and you were blessed and, you, and, and, and suddenly all these bad things happened to you. Job, you need to repent. Stop being prideful. That's what, that's what his friends were. Now, now, now look at this. Look at what Job did. Oh, man, I'm going to set you free. I got a revelation on this that I've never preached in my whole life. Look at this about Job. Watch this. Job chapter 16, verse 1 through 6. Look at this in the NLT. Are you ready? Now watch this. This is powerful. Okay? Look at what Job says. Job is addressing his friends. I'm going I'm I'm to say it 2018 language. Job is finally addressing toxicity in his relationships. He's saying, you know what, guys? Every single time I'm around you, I can never do anything right in your eyes. Come on, if that's convicting you, it's okay. Just receive it and change and make adjustments. If you're overly critical in your marriage, listen, change, right? Look at this. So Jesus, he's, he's I mean, sorry, Job is addressing his friends. And, and in verse 1, are you there? Said, then Job said again, and he said, I have heard all this before. Listen, what miserable comforters you are. <laughs> he's like, guys, I can't even do anything. Watch, watch, watch this. Why? Listen, listen. Won't you ever stop blowing hot air? What makes you keep on talking? Look, watch this. Look at what Job said. I can say the same thing if you were in my shoes. I can say the same thing about you. Oh, you're sinful and you're, and you're messed up. Listen, let me pause and say this. When you only hear one side of the story, you're only going to get half of the truth. And you don't realize that you're making a judgment without knowing the whole side. I can say the same thing with you. Look at this. Look at the tenderness of Job. I could spout off criticism and shake my head just like you. Look at, look, look at verse 5. But if it were me, I would encourage you. Notice the difference in the toxic relationship that he was in. He said, but if it was me and you were with boils and you were suffering, I wouldn't say that you're a sinner and you have the curse of God over you. I would encourage you. You see the difference? Hello? A difference from a toxic relationship and a healthy relationship is that a toxic relationship has more criticism and a healthy relationship has more encouragement. You didn't get that. But for me, I would encourage you. I would try to take away your grief. That's someone you want to hang around with. Look at, verse, look at verse 6. Instead, I suffer if I defend myself, and I suffer no less if I refuse to speak. In other words, 2018 language, I can't do anything right. In your eyes, in our relationship, listen, I've been in relationships that no matter how hard I try, it's never enough for that person. You're not doing this right. You're not speaking this way. You're not doing this right. You're not doing this way. You're not doing this way. And I'm like, okay, okay, okay. To the point where I'm like, I am depressed. Listen, it's not a healthy sign if you are more depressed in a relationship when it comes to whether it's family, whether it's ministry, whether it's work, then you are the joy of the Lord. But it's up to you to decide how long you stay there. Now, 
Marriages, you need to get counseling. Marriages, you need to make adjustments. Do not fall uh, uh, out of covenant just because you have some toxicity in there. Do at all costs, humble yourself, and you see the Lord will break in in your behalf. But let me tell you something. There is areas in our lives where we have to be careful. I can't do anything right. Let me tell you something boldly. You don't need them in your life. You don't need that type of environment in your life. You don't need that type of relationship in your life. You need to be free. You know what the Bible says? Loose yourself. Loose yourself from the bonds. That means don't wait for somebody else. You need to do it. Guys, I know this is hitting home because there's not a lot of amens. Job was later commended. Now watch this. I got something. I never, I never have I've preached what I'm about to say before. The Lord led, left it up to Job left it up to him to see if the blessing would come on, on the other people when he prayed and released them, but the blessing came on him. I never saw it before. We always see, we always see uh, Job getting double right for his trouble. Everybody preaches that. But do you know when God trusted Job with double? Is when he looked at that toxic relationship and decided with his own will to pray for them. Watch this. I never saw this. It was after Job decided to pray that immediately God blessed him with double. So remember the combination that I gave you about a month ago? Love, forgive, bless those who curse you, right? It, 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 it's a lock that unlocks things. Sometimes it's not just a one-hit thing. Sometimes there's a combination of things that we have to do to get freedom. Now watch. Now look at this real quick. Job chapter 42. I'm almost done. This is good stuff. Verse 7, verse 7, 42, verse 7, watch this. After the Lord had finished speaking to Job, he said to Ilphaz, to the Temanite, I am angry with you and your two friends, the toxic friends, right? For you have not spoken accurately about God, about me, and my servant Job, as my servant Job has. So take seven bulls. He's talking to his toxic friends, what you need to do. Take seven bulls and rams and go to my, go to my servant Job. Go to that person who you're constantly negative and see if he'll pray with you. And offer a burnt offering for yourself. My servant Job will pray for you, and I, the Lord, will accept his prayer on your behalf. I will not treat you as you deserve, for you have not spoken accurately about me. This is to- I'm talking about toxicity, okay? So Ilphaz, the, t- the Temanite, Bildad, the Shuhite, and Zophar, the Namathite, did as the Lord commanded. Watch this. I want you to highlight this in your Bible. I couldn't believe it. And the Lord accepted Job's prayer. Are you ready? Are you ready for this? Here's great healing for you. In a toxic relationship, in a hurtful relationship, you still have a duty to bless and forgive and pray. Are you ready for this? When Job prayed for his friends, then the Lord restored. Wow. Wow. When Job prayed for his friends. Who are his friends? The people that says you need to repent. You're the, the people that were toxic in his life. The people that says you, you're under the judgment of God. When Job prayed for those relationship friends. See, it got quiet because some of you don't want to pray for those people because they cause too much hurt. When Job prayed for his friends, the Lord restored his fortunes. Unbelievable. In fact, the Lord gave him twice as much as before. Now, and I would just leave with that. 
God restored, if you could have the worship team, Kevin and the worship team, if you could come up here. If you realize that this is a secret, if you're in a toxic environment, I'm not done yet, so don't, don't get up and leave. I have to save the best for last, I promise. I'm saving the best for last. If you're in a toxic environment, the Lord wants you to bless. He wants you to move on, but he wants you to bless. You could bless them and still move on. Do you see this? Now watch this. I'm, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to close in just a second here. Give me, give me about five minutes. Are you enjoying this? Yeah. Now, number four, real quick. Look at the fourth sign of, of a toxic environment. Am I identifying some things that you guys been in? Okay. The fourth sign of a toxic environment, a toxic relationship. Some people remain in toxic relationships because of the skill set, gifting, or provision that the other person provides to give them a sense of stability. In other words, you endure toxicity and poison even if it's demeaning you and choking you spiritually because they have a lot of money or they have a lot of influence or they know a lot of people that you know and so you won't make the necessary things that you need to address in that relationship because they're, you're afraid that half of your friends are going to go with them. Some people remain in those relationships because the other, they're scared because there's stability. Do you know that? I'm going to pause. This is not in my notes. Do you know that, why there's, that's a, a lot of people? <laughs> Amen. Praise God. <laughs> so something's happening there. They remain in hurtful situations, all right, because it benefits them financially. It benefits them emotionally in, or, or, or in some sort of way. And so I'll move on. Now, I want to pause and say a difficult relationship with people doesn't always mean it's toxic. Like, for instance, uh, your coworker uh, or, your, or, your, or, your, or your neighbor, they could be annoying, but they may not be classified in the toxic relationship. Why? Because most toxic relationships are people that are near you, that are close to you. You could control a coworker, and you could control the level of closeness you have with your neighbor. How are you doing? God bless you. They're, they're annoying, but I bless you. Glory to God. But there's not, not that level of toxicity. Toxicity becomes real when the person is close to you. As a matter of fact, I'm going to give you a little hint. The, re- the power of a toxic relationship is that deep down inside, you desire that relationship. And you need that relationship. And when, the, when you need that relationship and you need, and you need that environment and that becomes toxic over time, that's when it brings great hurt. Can I hear an amen? I said, can I hear an amen? Do you still love me? This is not an easy message. But I want to try to bring healing because sometimes in order to fix the fracture, you got to identify what's poison and walk the other direction. I got three claps. It's okay. (laughs) Four claps. All right. Amen. It's all right. Real quick, just play something in the background, my brothers. The next, next one, and I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to share something, and we're going to watch a video. Zach, in just a moment, want to have that video ready. A toxic people want to dominate every conversation and have little desire to listen or learn from you. Woo! Hello? Has anybody been here? Has anybody been in this situation? In your friends? In your workplace? 
in your, in your family dynamic, in a romantic relationship, where, where, listen, they tend to dominate every conversation and have little desire to listen or learn from you. I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about talkative people, because I could tend to talk a lot. But <laughs> what I am saying is not about personality, what I'm talking about, is a willful decision to dominate every conversation because they know that you're weak in that area to confront. Oh, because they know that you're never going to call them out. And so they, they dominate. And they, and, they, and they dominate the conversation. And they don't want to really learn from you. It's all about them and their life and their input and their feelings. Come on, somebody. It's never about your feelings and how you feel. That's why marriages work when it's, it's not about I say this. It's about what do you feel. Each one esteeming others higher than yourself, Philippians 2. If you're in a relationship that's a Philippians 2 reality, that's a good relationship. But I'm going to tell at the end that all, all kinds of evil, according to the book of James, is rooted in selfishness. I'm talking about all kinds of evil. I'm going to, I'm going to prove it to you in Scripture. Say all kinds. Say every evil. And all demonic stuff is rooted in selfishness. I'm going, to, I'm, going to, I'm going to say it to you in a second. So if you are more selfish in a relationship, always, most of the time, about you all the time, maybe you have developed a sense of entitlement. All right. I better hurry. Look at the, look at the, look at the next one. I'm going, to, I'm, going to, I'm going to fly by the next three, and then I'm going to give you this video. Is this helping anybody? Is this helping anybody? All right. Toxic people blame others frequently and rarely take responsibility for fractures in their own relationship. Toxic people or environments blame others frequently and rarely take responsibility for fractures in their own environment or their own relationship. We all need to have a healthy dose of responsibility in every relationship dynamic that we have. Stop blaming everybody else for your problems. Come on. Stop blaming the fact that you never had a dad. It's been 20 years. I understand that. Get some healing. Stop blaming the, your past. Stop blaming some other people. Start taking responsibility. Don't in, in, a, in a toxic environment, whenever they come together to conversate, it's always their fault. It's always, oh, oh here, here's, here's a good one. In this type of sign, watch this, in this type of sign, when someone says, hey, listen, I'm, I'm feeling this, I'm feeling nervous, uh, don't get mad, but this is how I feel, or this is how you made me feel. In a toxic relationship, the response will be, oh, just grow up, or oh, you're too sensitive. Never, never once saying, maybe I had something to do with how you're feeling right now. It's always, oh, just grow up. Oh, come on, it's not that big of a deal. You know how many times people have said that to me when I've opened up to them? Oh, it's not that big of a deal. It was a big deal for me. Acknowledge my feelings. It's not just, well, well you, you, you're, just, you're just not mature in the Lord, so you just need to grow up. That's insensitive, and that's toxic. It's, it's you did? 
I didn't mean to do that. How did I do that? How did I do that? Well, you didn't mean to, but the other day you said this and this and this, and that's how I took it. You may have not said this, but you know what? You need to realize, you know what? Sometimes I do make mistakes too. Maybe, just maybe, as perfect as I am, maybe I contributed a little something to this fracture. That's healthy. When you examine yourself and say, you know what? It's not always the other person's problem. I'm going to take responsibility. Come on. Say, I'm going to take responsibility. The easiest way to avoid responsibility is to develop a pattern of lying. Just, just oh, no, that's not, that's not it. No, that's how I'm not. I am. Nope, I'm, I'm strong. Yeah, I'm, I'm good. You're sure you're good? Yeah, I'm good. You're just insecure. I'm good. I'm preaching good now. Now, last two. Pop off the, la- the last two, uh, Zach. Number seven. Toxic environments or toxic people tend to gossip about you and only see their point of view concerning you. Now, we, we've talked a little bit about that. I won't get enough in that, but I will say if you're in a toxic environment, it's always gossip and demeaning the other person, trying to assassinate their character. If you're in an environment where behind closed doors you hear people constantly assassinate the character of your spouse or your pastor or your leader or your, or your boss, even though they may not be perfect, run from them. When I was a youth pastor, I used to tell this to my youth. If you ever hear the phrase, don't tell Pastor George X, Y, Z, I said run. Because <laughs> there should be nothing in your life that you're not willing to tell your spiritual authorities or your, or your husband or your wife. If your husband or your wife or your relationship says, well, I don't want you to see, I don't want you to see my bank account. I don't want you to see my internet thing. I don't want you, that you need to ask questions. Now, I'll say this, and then I'm going to share a video. Last but not least, this is a good one. This is the last one. This is the, this is the, this is the most common one. Look at that la- the last one here. A toxic person and a toxic relationship is controlling and manipulative. It's controlling and manipulative. And they mask their manipulation by being concerned for you. And sometimes they mask the manipulation in the name of discernment. Now, is there real discernment? Yes. There's real discernment. But if nine times out of ten, every time you're with someone or in a relationship and it's manipulative constantly, I'm not talking about every now and then, then there needs to watch this. There needs to be some adjustments. Can I hear an amen? I want you to look at me. Here's what I want you to ask yourself. Is any environment that I'm in or any relationship that I'm in, first, is there anything that I'm doing to cause toxicity in that relationship? Ask yourself that. Secondly, is the relationship dynamic that I'm in drawing me constantly further from the Lord? Friends, right? If you're in a friendship that's constantly causing you to compromise and party and drink it up or whatever, all in the name of freedom, that's a toxic friendship. If it's causing you to go further away from the Lord, then that's not God. If it's causing you, listen, to get closer from the Lord, even in some challenging times, then embrace that. Embrace that. Now, I'll end with this. 
Remember when I said that the heart of every 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 um, hurt and toxicity is selfishness? Look at James chapter three. James chapter three. But if you have bitter envy and self-seeking, self-self-seeking, and do not boast and lie against the truth, this wisdom does not descend from above, but it's earthly, sensual, demonic. Now watch this. For where envy and self-seeking exist, I want you to read this loud with me. Every evil, sorry, confusion and every evil thing are there. I'm going to read that again. For where envy and self-seeking exist, confusion and every evil thing are there. Now, there may be some times in your life that you have been the victim. I'm closing with this, I promise. That you have been the victim of somebody or you have been in an environment where they cut you off and you felt hurt. Maybe you've been in that situation. And you felt a, a, a sword in your soul because there was once time a closeness and now this person has decided that maybe you were toxic or maybe, or, or watch this, or sometimes, I'm going to say this real boldly, it's not toxic. Sometimes is they're moving forward because of the call of God in their life and you didn't discern that. Sometimes they're moving forward because they're being called as missionaries. Sometimes they're moving forward because they have a job promotion in another city. Sometimes they're moving forward because they serve their purpose in your life. I'm going to say this to you, and then I'm going to watch, have you see a video. If you've done everything to keep them to stay, if you've done everything and, you, and convinced them, see, some of you, in order for you to, 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 to stay with someone that you may not know, it's time for them to go on to their next phase. You're, 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 you're begging them to like you to the point where sometimes you lose your own self. You lose your own self sometimes in the pursuit of saying, please like me. Please, please, please stay in this job. Please stay. Please, please stay. And after you've done everything you can and, you, and there's still no change, maybe God, maybe God is saying it's time for both of you to spread your wings and fly because it served its purpose. I'm going to tell you, let them go. Let them go. Don't convince yourself to try to get someone to like you. Don't try to beg someone to try to stay. If you've done everything and you can. I'm not talking about marriage. Marriage is different. I'm talking about in a relationship or, or, or business or schooling or ministry, whatever you have it, that has a time where people fly. It's okay. Let them fly. I want you to see this. It's a little preachy. It's three minutes. It's a little preachy. But it ministered to me years ago by T.D. Jakes. I remember T.D. Jakes? This really ministered to me years ago. And understanding, please hear me, the balance of knowing when to biblically move on and still loving and blessing them, okay? And then we're going to pray, all right? Is this helping anyone? Is this helping anyone? Okay, go ahead and play that video. Who can walk away from you and hear me when I tell you this when people can walk away from you let them walk when people can walk away from you let them walk I can sit down now I preach 
I can sit down. I don't need to make an altar call or nothing. I can say I don't have to hoop. I don't have to make you shout. I have just preached right now. When people can walk away from you, let them walk. I don't want you to try to talk another person into staying with you, loving you, calling you, caring about you, coming to see you, staying attached to you. I mean, hang up the phone. When people can walk away from you, let them walk. I don't care how wonderful they are. I don't care how attracted you are to them. I don't care what they did for you 20 years ago. I don't care what the situation is. When people can walk away from you, let them walk. Because your destiny is not tied to the person who left. You don't hear me. You, you, you don't want me this morning. You better leave me alone. You better run out of here. Don't let my voice fool you. Ain't nothing wrong with my head. Your destiny is never tied to anybody that left. The Bible said that they came out from us, that it might be made manifest that they were not of us. For had they been of us, no doubt they would have continued with us. People leave you because they're not joined to you. And if they're not joined to you, you get super glue and you can't make them stay. Let them go. And it doesn't mean that Orpah was a bad person. It just means that Orpah's part in the story is over. And you've got to know when people's part in your story is over so that you don't keep trying to raise the dead. You gotta know when it's dead, David. When your boy is dead, wash your face and have another baby. You got to know when it's over. Oh my God, my God, my God. God, my God, look at somebody and say, nothing just happens. If they walked away, it's no accident. If they left here, it's no accident. If you tried to make it work and it wouldn't work, it's no accident. Accept it as the will of God. Clap your hands, wash your face, do your dance, and keep going. Oh, Baby, 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 don't make me preach it. Let me tell you something. I, I got the gift of goodbye. I mean, I got the gift of goodbye. It, it's a tip spiritual gift. I believe in goodbye. It's not that I'm hateful. It's that I'm faithful. And I know whatever God needs for me to have, he'll give it to me. And if it takes too much sweat, I don't need it. Stop begging people to stay. Let them go. Stand up. Come on, everyone stand up. We can have the worship team play. I want you to just lift up your hands right now and just ask the Lord, you know what, is there, are there areas in our life that I have to identify? We could just let things go. We love people always, but Job prayed for his friends that were toxic. But you don't need to have, you need to understand times and seasons. There's areas in our lives that we that toxicity have snuck up on in us and we felt too condemned to take action today i'm giving you the liberty hey identify there's some things that are, may not be healthy for you listen please doesn't mean that they're bad doesn't mean that you're bad it means that it served its purpose in the season that it's in
and you just need to make sure that you're not feeling choked. You're not feeling depressed. You're not feeling down. You're not feeling drained. Every single time you're with a certain relationship dynamic, it's time to get healed. And listen, please hear me as your pastor. Part of healing is identifying that and saying it's okay that I still, watch this, have that person in my life, but not just in the closeness that it once used to. I have people in my life that unfortunately, they're not as close to me as they used to be, but that doesn't mean I stop loving them. I just know in my, I had to settle my heart. It had, it came to a point where the purpose and that season of closeness, it served its purpose and served both of our destinies and now I need to move on. Because you've, if you're still wishing for your, your best friend of 20 years ago, they may not be in the same spiritual level that you are right now. Maybe you've progressed. You need to make sure that you stop feeling condemned for growing in the things of God. Come, can I hear an amen? Come on, lift up your hands right now. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. For more information about us, please visit remnantchristiancenter.com.